Yes, I was. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted by the shagging. Um... <laughs> I can't do this. I can't do it. What did you even... What did you hear? Did you just hear a very, very loud moan or... Yes, I did. Yeah. I love how that's that's the word you chose. I just heard some shagging. <laughs> Not, oh, I heard someone moaning. Or, oh, you guys were being a bit loud. Just, I heard some shagging. <laughs> you could have been a bit more subtle about it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another installment of your Film Me In podcast, where this week we're here to film you in some more. I know how much you love that joke, David, so I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah, sure. I, I I love the joke. <laughs> um, Quotation marks. I'm eating my tea again, because... Yeah. You thought it'd be funny. I, to be fair, that is the only reason I'm eating my tea right now. I was really hungry, yeah, it, and I figured I'd wait until nearly 10 o'clock at night to eat it, simply because I thought it'd be funny for the podcast. Yeah, so, it's not. It's hopefully just, it is. It shows that you don't care. If, if you guys are interested, I'm eating some noodles with peppers, and like in a, in a really cool sauce that I made. And um, and I've put spring onions in it, and I've also sprinkled some raw spring onions on top for a bit of extra freshness and crunch. Xander is a student. That it's... is why he's eating noodles. Nah, bro, these are good noodles. These are really good sure. noodles. Don't 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 at me. Yeah, fair enough. So this is the show. Um, this we... is the show. Uh, um, last week we were we I said we were going to talk about Leica because that was the plan, and then I wanted an excuse to watch Interstellar, so now we're doing some Nolan movies. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we decided we do Nolan's more underappreciated trilogy. Um, well, not not trilogy as in like they're all connected. Just no, trilogy, no, like three slightest. movies that he's you know that he's made that people just don't really talk about much. Yeah, they're not brought up as much as like the Batman movies or Inception yeah. or Dunkirk. So we figured yeah, we'd uh, um, shed some light on them. Yeah. Uh, first, quick bit of news. Um, so one, yes. as many of us may know, uh, Batman star Robert Pattinson has tested positive for COVID-19. No! Um, you got out so much for me then, Jesus. <laughs> so... The like, no! Oh! I'm so upset. They can't take I'm, Robert batting back from us this soon. I mean, they're not going to. He's, you know, he's a healthy lad. I know, but COVID kills people, bro. They got the rock Kill- as well. He got the damn rock. Yeah, but is he dead? Not yet. Also, buddy, like, Idris Elba got it. And he's he survived. Yeah, I know, but not everyone does, bro. I- not everyone does, but at the same time, Robert Pattinson's in the like age range of the higher survival rate, and he's very you know healthy, so you know he's he's more likely to survive it. Obviously, like heart goes out to him. Hope he's doing all right. Yeah, man, big up but, Robert you know, Pattinson. Robert, I keep calling that was an accident. That was actually an accident. That one. Big up sure. to Robert Pattinson. Hope you're doing well, bro. Take care, mate. Keep yourself healthy. We yeah, can't if you need me, hit me up, you know. <laughs> if you need a shoulder to cry on, I'm there for you, man. It's all right, Robbie. Don't worry. Robbie, oh, God. <laughs> uh, this is something that I just found out. Apparently, Mulan will be available to all Disney Plus subscribers in December for no extra cost. Yeah. So why the fuck would people pay $30 for 
for three months early access. Oh yeah, for people who are annoyed that we're not doing a Mulan review, send me 30 quid and I'll fucking buy it. Well, 20 quid. Send me 20 quid and I'll buy it, but until then, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not paying for this movie until December now, because <laughs> that's when I get it for free. Yeah. Boom, exactly. sorted. Um, other than that, there's not really been too much other movie news in general. Did, um, did, you see, some... did you see the dude James Bond trailer? I didn't because I do not care about James Bond at oh, all. Oh, it looks rad as heck. I just do not give a damn diddly dookie. Well, you should because when it comes out, the week before, we're doing a Daniel Craig episode. Yeah, I, I know and I do not want to know. I don't want to even. Well... Tough titties, because we're doing yeah. all four of them. But uh, we Been we also got this Gamescom. March. <laughs> yeah, we 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 had Gamescom as well. Um, it was it was all right. It was a lot less good than I was expecting. They obviously a lot, revealed a lot less good. It, it was pretty shit. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it was pretty shit. The only thing, and granted, good. this is something that made me. I'm I'm not gonna lie. It made me erect. Little Nightmares 2 got a trailer and release date, and oh. Little Nightmares 1 is I... a beautiful game. Can I interject something real quick? Go on. Uh, my, I was talking to my mum the other day, and she said that she's been uh, binge listening to a lot of the podcasts. Um, oh, Because nice. she's missed a few. And she said she had oh, to turn well. one of them off. Uh, I think it was the last one, because you were talking about how something uh, didn't make you erect, and that you were flaccid. <laughs> and she said, "Yeah, I can't do this." I t- she turned it off, <laughs> and she literally said she got the shivers. So, so she didn't like that I was flaccid. Yes. So she prefers when I'm erect. Sick. Good to know. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Big up Xander's mum. Yeah, sorry, no, mum. We, we walked into that one. We walked into yeah. it. Xander literally walked into it. Quite like, yeah. But yeah, I was um, I was very very excited about this. Uh, Little Nightmares Two has actually been my screensaver on my phone for months, um, and I cannot wait to play it. We got the Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War reveal after it was leaked like seventeen thousand times. Oh, that was last week. Uh, yeah, that yeah, was. Yeah, we don't have time Con. to watch it. We don't have time to talk yeah, about it I'd... even. Yeah, exactly. I'm, a, uh, I'm excited for this. That, that was okay. It, it looks good, but I'm not going to buy it yet. I'm going to wait on that one. Well, Just because I I have a thing on uh, like yearly games where I try not to get into them too much. Like The only one that I got into was Assassin's Creed, and look where that turned up. They had to take a year out so they could make Origins, and then they did Odyssey, and it became a microtransaction mess. Yeah, that new so, one with the Vikings looks dope, though. It does, but it's going to be my microtransaction mess again. And also, the one thing that I don't like is that for some reason the voices of the Vikings are American, oh. even though they had like Greek voices for Odyssey, they had Egyptian voices for, you know, like Origins. They had British for everything else that was supposed to be British. They even have um, like Cockney for, you know, thingy. Why not get you know like Swedish and bloody sweet holland yeah because they're from the netherlands like just get somebody from the Nether- like people from the netherlands to voice it have, have an accent for get sake. those three guys from spider-man far from home you know the three guys nah, in the jail just <laughs> nah just just get the voice cast of Vi- get the actors of vikings oh to do it for yeah them. it's one of the scars guards isn't it 
Yeah, well, um, I think it's Gustav Skarsgård who plays mm. Floki. Um, the Doom Eternal DLC got revealed. Um, yeah. yeah, you were you were pretty excited about this. I am, but I'm also very sad just because I know that Mick Gordon isn't doing the soundtrack anymore because of that massive falling out. Uh, but the person who's doing the soundtrack is still fantastic. So, I know what you you, know. you told me something cool about it, like it's oh you yeah, don't have it's, to own um, the game. Yeah, you don't have to own Dune Eternal. You can. Um, it's a standalone expansion thing. I think that's amazing. More games need to do that. How much is it? Uh, how much is it going to be? Um, I'm not sure. They haven't revealed prices yet. I imagine the standalone is probably going to be like 25 quid. Okay. Maybe 20. Or maybe 16 quid. It, it could be super cheap because I know that the uh, season pass is like 25 or 30. Fair enough. So yeah, that's uh, that's really, really good. That like, Well done, um, like, it's software. I don't want to say Bethesda. I was going to say, isn't it? I thought Bethesda. it was Bethesda. They publish it, but they say they develop it. Ah. Um, but yeah, other than that, the only other thing that is worth talking about is Destiny 2 got its next DLC trailer. And can Destiny I just say... Destiny 2? Yeah. Hasn't can I just say... Out, hasn't that been out for like fucking years? It's a live service game. But one thing that they're doing, which is disgusting, is so they actually went to a free-to-play model, I believe, last yes. year. And yes, now... Definitely. One thing that they're doing, apparently this fits into the story according to my friend. Um, he, he knows all of the Destiny 2 lore, so fair enough. But they are basically just destroying their own game, in the free-to-play model anyway, by vaulting, aka getting rid of all of the year one and two content, which is the stuff that's free-to-play. I don't think year two, I think some of year two stuff, but all year one content and the base content is game removed, basically. Great. So, yeah, I used to love Bungie because they developed the Halo trilogy and yeah. Reach. They were some fantastic games and I loved them to bits. But Bungie, just because you lost Activision doesn't mean you're the good guys now. You can't do this. This is disgusting. At least have a legacy playlist or something where all of this is available. Because not only, like, they're removing planets and they're vaulting guns. That's fair enough. But they're also removing all the maps, the strikes, and the raids that are involved with those planets. I don't know what any of that those words mean, but sure. So I'm annoyed the maps as well. are for PvP. The maps are for, like, the online... I, was, I know, wasn't hoping you'd player. explain it. I was hoping you'd just, sort of, like... Yeah, well, I'm going on. to. I'm going to. Strikes are basically, like, PvE little dungeons they're great and raids are pve co-op things that are very very fun and difficult at times and i'm pretty sure they're getting rid of like five raids so it's going to be leaving free so this game is about to have like 70 percent of its content cut from it should we talk about some movies sure i mean this is a movie podcast i just like to rant about games you do don't you you really do yeah i do and you know what what Penis. So Christopher Nolan's a director. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's certainly a director um, and a we, writer. And we figured instead of doing a whole retrospective, because we've already kind of done a half of one. We I did the Dark Knight trilogy podcast a few uh, months ago. We've done the Tenet review. We're going to be talking about Inception in a couple of weeks. So we figured yes. we'd do. Some of these, uh, some of these lesser talks about movies that we feel get have been overlooked a little bit with all of his success with these other movies. Yes. Yeah. So we're gonna look at Memento, 
The Prestige, and Interstellar. I like that you said that in order of release as well, because that's one thing that I was thinking, like, we should do it in order of release. Oh, yeah, we are. We are. Yeah. Good. I like that. I think that's nice. Go on. Sorry, I just muted my mic. I needed to blow my nose. <laughs> this is really spicy. Sure. Bitch. Bro, I put I put like a handful of chili flakes and a load of cayenne pepper in it. This is hot as hell. You sound so... I sound so? Yes. Well, you can tell it's late, can't you? It's only, it's only 10. I should be... I'm a young man. I mean, I'm not, but I'm a young man. I should be able to do this. It's Friday night. Why... It's a... Fr God, we're such then fucking again, I'm, virgins. I'm in work tomorrow. I'm in work tomorrow as well. I'm in work tomorrow as well. We're and such Sunday. virgins who are, who are irresponsible. God damn it. God damn these electric sex pants. I said that at work today and someone overheard me. <laughs> Gave me, like, someone in the stock room at least. But they looked at me like, Sander, you're real weird, you know that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, thanks. Imagine if they just, like, continued the quotes, though, instead. Like, that's when you find your, you know, your work buddy. <clears throat> like, cause, like, no matter what, you always have a work buddy. You have, a, you have what, like, a specific friend in work that you just love to bits. No, David, I, I, don't, have I, don't have a, I don't have a work buddy. But you know how I told you that when I went to uh, film school, there was a David there? Yes, you did. And I stayed away from him because I was like, no, I've already got a David. Yeah. There's a David at work. <laughs> All around me are familiar Davids. One out Davids. It's a it's a woman though. Ooh, female David. Yeah. Female David. So obviously you're attracted to her. But no, I don't, I don't, I don't, no. I mean it's not weird, man. We we've known each other for so long. We're practically married. <laughs> like, you haven't popped the question yet, but you will one day. Because I'm not, I'm not proposing. Fuck you. <laughs> well, I, if anything, <laughs> I'm the husband. I'm the husband. <laughs> See? God damn it. <laughs> See? You're my wife, Roy. You're my wife. My wife! <laughs> oh, God damn it. Hang on. I'm finishing this. It's going to make a lot of clinking. Mm. God damn. I'm so fucking good at cooking. And a bit of blackcurrant. Open the bag of white chocolate buttons. Jesus. What? Nothing. No dressing hair. That is very loud. Like, very loud in my ears. Then over to my other bag. Pull out the bag of orange chocolate buttons that I found at the shop this morning. Oh my god, I've been wanting those so badly, but I also want the chocolate fingers. Like, the orange fingers. Oh, yeah. Uh, they've got... They're doing uh, orange twirls as well, bro. Oh! Yeah, man. 
give these a courtesy mix. One white, oh, oh, one orange. Oh, Beautiful. <laughs> Why didn't you say that like Lee? God and Ramsey. Beautiful. Finally. Some good fucking the kitchen's, food. The kitchen's burnt down. The oven's fucking gone. But at least you've still got your passion. I love him. Oh, I've been watching so many like kitchen nightmare clips. Like this past week. Yeah, like, you said. Altogether, I've probably watched like 12 hours of just Kitchen Nightmare clips. <laughs> I've not watched any full episodes, just the clips. Oh, yeah. Like, my, my like, bloody library in um, my history on YouTube is filled with random videos and then just loads of Gordon Ramsay in one go. <laughs> like, it's just like 20 or 30 Gordon Ramsay clips and then some Nintendo stuff. Oh shit, yeah, I forgot to say, Nintendo actually said something and re released a trailer for Super Mario 3D All-Stars, and yeah, get it while you can because it's limited until March 31st. Sick. Yeah, that's, um, I don't get that. And Haunting a Blind Man, I had a trailer. So. There's a lot that happened that I can't remember, Jesus. <laughs> so, um. So Nolan. <laughs> yeah, Christopher Nolan, he's, um. We we really like his movies, don't we? Overall, yes, we do. We, He's got I, a really... I love, I I really enjoy almost all of his movies that I've seen. Yeah, actually, me you know too. What? I enjoy all of his movies that I've seen. Yeah, there's enjoyment in every single one I've seen. I've not. We need. I don't think either of us have seen Insomnia. No, I haven't. I haven't I've... seen that short that you apparently did. Uh, the following. Uh, I think. Yeah, there's there's following and there's Insomnia, two of his earliest movies that are really hard to get hold of in the UK. Yeah, um, so don't so, expect us to be doing that. Yeah, yeah. I might do it as a recommendation at some point uh, if I get hold of either of them, but that might be way down the road. So, so his first movie, he comes out. Pardon me. Oh, man, I should not have eaten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that was down my... Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. That right. was angry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Jeez, stop. Like emitting bodily fluids. <laughs> what has happened to me? What, what have you done to me? Are slowly dying right now. <laughs> so, so yeah, he kicks off his career with Memento. We're going to talk about them in release date order. Yeah. Um, so we'll start with Memento. Uh, stars Guy Pierce as a man who has short-term memory loss after his wife was murdered and raped, and he's like trying to find the guy who did it. And mm -hmm. the the gimmick, if you will, behind this movie is that it's all told backwards. So each scene, the each scene plays out out of context, and then the end, and then the and then the scene ends, and then the next scene starts, and it's completely out of context again. And you only get the context at the end of the scene when it then links to the la to the scene you just watched. Yeah, that's that's a good like explanation of it. Yeah, and it's intercut with these black and white moments as well, so you sort of know when a new scene's going to start. Oh yeah, by the way, you, you, like, the one thing that you need to know if you've never watched a Nolan movie, so one, how, two, he really likes time. He does. I, time... don't, mean, I don't mean the herb. No, no, he, he doesn't. <laughs> like. I, I, you know what? Maybe he's not a fan <laughs> of time. 
Like the herb. <laughs> I actually made myself laugh at that shit joke. <laughs> <laughs> that I, was a good one, David. I thought you were going to do the same joke you sent me, where you said, what is this? Don't hold me, I'm scared. No, I, just, I, I, I thought of some renews, and I have more. I have multiple content. Time is a thing that you put, on the, you put on the wall, or wear, wear it, it on, on your, your wrist. wrist. The far, the past is far behind us. The future doesn't exist. What's the time? It's, it's quarter to nine. nine. It's time, time to have, to have a bath. bath. What do you what mean? Do you We're mean? already We're clean. clean. Scrub, scrub, scrub to the waters. Brown, brown. <laughs> Honestly, can we please do an episode on that one day? I know that it's not a film, but it's, you know, it's <laughs> something that's very popular. Maybe, maybe. We'll get James to watch him. He's definitely never seen him. Definitely not, and he's going to be terrified considering he's a hemophobe. <laughs> yes. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it sounded so sinister. <laughs> so Memento. Have yeah. you, had you seen it before? Yeah, I've, I've seen it a couple of times. This is, to me, before we start talking about the film, this is a film that kind of, like, I love the film, but it's not as good on a rewatch as it is when you first watch it because you know what's, you know, happening. Yeah. You know what's going to happen at the end. Like, I know that, obviously, that's the kind of thing with every film, but with this, it's a very special idea of, it, it tells you the ending, but it's drip-feeding you the beginning. Yeah. I think... I think it's a good movie twice. Yeah. And then after that, you're like, okay, right. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Because there's this big, big lull in the middle. There yeah, is a, there kind of is. There is a really, really big lull towards By the... Way, I had to actually buy this on my Sky Store because I couldn't, you know... Like, I didn't want to watch it just on a tiny screen on my laptop, but I wanted to watch it on my TV. Yeah. Nothing else had it, so I had to buy it on Sky Store. Yeah, it's really hard to find for some reason. Yeah, nothing... You can't rent it on anything. Man, sorry. And it's only available to um, purchase on free sites. I think one of them is Roku TV. The other one's Apple, and the third one is... uh, Well, no, four. Third one is Amazon. The fourth one is Sky Store. Damn. Yeah. Um, But yeah. It's, It's a really interesting... We'll call it a gimmick, because it is. That's the gimmick of the movie. Then again, though, like, all Nolan films have a gimmick. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, that that's the charm of Nolan. You, there's always a gimmick about time. Yeah. Not the herb. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> it's going to be the title now. Nolan likes time. Nolan likes time. Please spell it like the herb, though. Yeah. <laughs> Nolan's a really big of Rosemary in time. <laughs> I just thought about that. I just thought about that clip from Rick and Morty when those time agents come and kick kick the crap out of Einstein. He's like, I will mess with time. <laughs> we could just mess. That's just Nolan. <laughs> yeah, we could we could oh my god, imagine if we remade that meme and it's a picture of Christopher Nolan on Einstein and it's just the I could do it beating right him now. up. Like, I could pretty much do that very easily and it's right just, now whilst we're just, recording. It's just the herb beating him up. I I could do that pretty easily right I now. I really mess with the time. <laughs> and then it's just Tenet. He yeah, just writes Tenet, tenet instead. <laughs> um. Anyway. Anyway, Memento. It's Memento. I. It's to me this watch. It came down a bit for me. 
Because I yeah. noticed that big lull in the middle. Yeah, I, I I actually do agree with that. Like it it loses like I said, it loses this is the third time I've watched this film. Yeah. And it has genuinely lost its charm in the third time. Just because you know what's gonna happen. I the only reason I watched it is because I wanted to refresh my mind on it. But you yeah. know what's gonna happen in the end. You know the entire story towards the end of it. Yeah. But like the entire charm of it is the first watch is you don't know what's going on. Second time you're, you know, trying to figure out whether it's hinted at towards it. Yeah, exactly. The, in the first few and it is but then the third time you're just like oh yeah i've seen all this before yeah yeah it's it's a shame because it's it's really well acted guy pierce is really good and i think yeah there's some genuinely great moments mainly from like the opening to scenes and then when it links back it's quite funny like when he breaks into that guy's apartment and then yeah. and then like has a bottle in his hand and sits sits on the toilet waiting for him and then has it has a moment, and then comes back, and he's like, "I don't feel drunk," and then just gets a shower. Yeah, completely forgets where he is, and then the guy comes yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, shit, like, that's the charm of his character. Like the charm of his character is his kind of disability. Yeah, that he he doesn't remember anything, but at the same time, like so many people manipulate him in that in this film. Yeah, in like very subtle ways, and then really big ways, and it's just the one thing that I'll never forget is like I've forgotten the name, but um, one from Matrix. Oh, Marianne, Carrie-Anne Moss. Yes. Um, Carrie-Anne Moss, like, spitting in his drink, getting the old guy to spit in his drink, he's spitting his drink, and then giving it to him. Yeah. Like, even though, obviously, she did worse in that film, but that's just something that... That was the first thing she thought of to do. Yeah. Innit? Instead of, like, testing, you know, just going over to him, and it's like, hey, do you remember me? No, who are you again? Yeah. Like... The first thing she thinks is, I'm going to spit in this guy's drink and see if he'll drink it. Like, like that's disgusting. Well, that's, that's it, though. Really it's kind cool. of... By the way, we're going to spoil all three of these movies. They've all been out yeah. for a while. Yeah, Interstellar's the one that's been out the least long, and it's been out for nearly seven years. Yeah. Um, so just watch the movies, man. So, at the end of this, it's kind of half-revealed. It, it's kind of insinuated that perhaps he's faking his condition. Yeah. Um... And looking back on this movie with with that knowledge is like I said, like we said, it's interesting watching it, knowing the reveal that he's like he's doing, he's making this investigation for himself. He's potentially faking the whole thing, and it's just yeah. a serial killer. Yeah, exactly. Like the entire idea of that, like no matter what, at the end of it, he is still just a, a murderer. He's a serial killer. He enjoys killing. Because yeah. the entire, like, the ending is he chooses his next victim, basically. Yeah. But he obviously, like, if he if he isn't faking it, he chooses his next victim knowing he's going to forget that it's his next victim. Yeah. And that's what's really interesting. The idea that he's going to continue to do this kind of thing. Like, he's got the he's got the most solid story ever for, like, a, an alibi. I mean, it's not a good alibi. It's just, I can't remember. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> I don't know if I've killed somebody. Oh, um, we can't really condemn you if you don't know because there's no evidence supporting that you did it because you don't know yourself. Yeah, quite literally. Like he, he can, he can like pass any lie detector test. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, yeah. I think the story he, I think, I think the more more interesting scenes in this, weirdly, the scenes that I enjoyed the most on this rewatch were the ones in black and white. 
yeah, when he's talking because the they're the most interesting because he's very hectic. Even though it's just a phone call, it's the most hectic phone call I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, and he's very much. It's all like it's it's this story. It's a really interesting story, and the performances in that story are really interesting as well. Yeah, like the whole story about Sammy Jankis, Jankis. 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 Sammy Jankis. That whole story is really, really interesting. And that experiment The way he's got it do... tattooed, though, it does look like Sammy Jankis. Yeah. Which is quite... <laughs> um, yeah, that, that story is really interesting. And I think the experiment they do on him is really fun. Like, not obviously, it's not fun to watch. but it, like, it's, it's horrible, but it's a good idea. Yeah, it's, yeah it is. Um... Yeah, it's it's really it's a really unique movie. I swear it probably will have had like people trying to make similar movies like this, but I don't think anyone else could pull it off other than Nolan. Yeah, exactly. Like the only other person I can imagine pulling this off, maybe Tarantino is yeah Tarantino because of the non-linear story. But yeah. Tarantino wouldn't be able to put as much writing into the time of it because he you know he's done non-linear, but he hasn't messed with time literally. Before no. he just you know messes with history, yeah. <laughs> um, Which I think is a better thing for movies. I think time is something that you can only do a few times. Like the way Nolan has done it is is different every single time he's done it. We're gonna say time a lot, yeah. um, but like it, it's different every single time he's done it because he finds new ways to mess with the concept. Yeah, and then sometimes he uses sage instead. <laughs> And then sometimes he uses a bit of, you know, rosemary. Oregano. Oregano. <laughs> Oregano. Original. Yeah, as you call it. Original. Pleb. Yeah. <laughs> this joke is the dumbest thing we've done. Yep. This is the dumbest joke we've done. We've done a lot of dumb jokes on this show. A lot of dumb I mean... jokes. You have done a lot of dumb jokes. No, we have done a lot of dumb jokes. No, you (laughs) have done a lot of dumb jokes. I've done a few dumb jokes. You have done a lot of dumb jokes. This is the dumbest. I literally voice messaged you earlier with like singing along to the South Park movie music (laughs) and you opened it in work and that is less dumb than this. You make the dumbest of jokes, and that is why I'm on this podcast with you, so I can berate you in front of the internet. Um, you just said podcast, so everything you just said is invalid. <laughs> Stuttered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that literally came about, like, we were having a, um, like, apparently Demangio and Kai were having an argument, and, like, it, the argument that Kai made made no sense, and out of nowhere, Kai, like, Demanga just said, what? And Kai just screamed, did I fucking stutter? <laughs> and it, it's become a meme ever since. I think that's a story. It might have been the other way around, but you know what? It's a great story anyway. So, Kai, love you. Demanga, you're all right. Demanga, I hate you. No, it's the other way around. Demanga hates you. You love Demanga. Oh, shit. You can never get Demanga's love. Demanga, I love you. Yeah. Kai, you'll, you'll Kai I love you as well. You're pretty cool. Yeah, um, I just. I so, also love Owen before he, you know, smites me. So Memento is. The, what else can we say about this movie? Joey Pants See, is really like, good. Like, 
that's why you like when you said this is gonna be a long one it's not because it's not really much you can say about memento really is no there? no jo- joey uh, memento Pan- is one of those joey Go pants on. is really good joey pants joey pants joe yeah. pantiliano yeah. yeah jerry pa- jerry's pants from friends are really good in this movie <laughs> Like, you know that episode when he's wearing all of the pants? It's really good in this movie. <laughs> Could I be wearing any more clothes? <laughs> um, yeah. Ju- Maybe if we- I do some lunges. <laughs> if I wasn't going commando. commando. <laughs> I haven't seen that episode in so long, man. It's a good Jesus. episode. Friends is good. Friends is good. Um, it's not aged as well, but it's still pretty good. I, I've got a lot of nostalgia for Friends. Yeah, Joe, Joe Pantoliano's really, really good. And you sort of don't... Like, all the way through, you're like, fuck this guy. Because he, yeah. he, you you know right at the start, he's the he's the villain. He's like, he's raped and killed Guy Pearce's wife. You're like, oh my god. Like, yeah. why is this guy still here? Bin him off right now. Um, yeah. But but then obviously like the the idea at the end when it's kind of it's left us slightly ambiguous. Yeah. Like obviously we know that he, he kills him, but it, it's left ambiguous in the sense of we don't really know whether he actually did kill the guy who killed his wife in the first place. Because yeah, he, he took that photo of him looking really happy, but he could have just told him that it was that guy. Yeah. Are there uh, are there any good people in this? Like, no, all of everyone... them are pretty. Pretty awful people. Everyone's Even the an guy, like, the checkout guy. Yeah, like the guy, the guy in the hotel, at the motel is a bit of an arsehole. Like he's the least artsy. Yeah, he's probably the best person of them all, but he's still a bit of a twat. Yeah, I think this just shows that people are shit. Yeah, because Guy Pierce killed his wife and now is a serial killer. Yeah, um, Joe Pantoliano is a. Whether he, whether or not he killed his wife, he's still a crooked cop. He's a dirt, yeah, he's a dirty cop. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss is a fucking psychopath. Yeah, she's a like horrible person, and then the guy at the motel is just a crook, kind of. And then he just the, him off. He's honest. And then there's the guy that was trying to shoot Guy Pierce. Yeah, and that he Guy Pierce, That's a funny moment when he opens the cupboard and he's just there, like he's like, "Who did this to you?" He's like. You did. <laughs> you know what, though? I think my favourite moment in this film, though, is like when it comes to like his like disability, this idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know exactly Oh, what I'm chasing this guy. About. Wait, no, he's chasing me. Yeah. Like, that's really smart writing. I loved that. I thought that was really fun. And I would have loved to see more of that. But obviously, because it's Nolan's first movie, you're not going to see so much, that much experimentation with writing yeah. and smart life like that. It's, like, he played it quite safe with this one, even though it's, you know, a bit of a niche subject. See, towards the middle, it sort of becomes this. It's the edits are much, like, the, the clips you get of the story, of the normal a life much story. Much longer. Much shorter during the middle. Yeah, much longer at the start. Well, actually, kind of short at the start, much longer at the end. And then yeah. in the middle, it's literally, it's more of the... You know, the, the black and white bit. Exactly. Because the black and white bits last a lot longer in the middle. And I love those bits, but at the same time, I wanted to get to the story. I wanted to get to yeah the the, the, the adventure and the journey. It does, it does overstay its welcome a bit. Like that, it's like, probably like, like 15 minutes too long. Yeah, and like those, 
Like the, that middle section, that bit with Carrie Ann Moss, there's three separate scenes in that one, in that like one house yeah. with Carrie Ann Moss. And like two of them are really good. And then the third one, I'm not actually sure what happens in it. The third one, she just kind of like invites him in. Yeah. And then just says, you can crash on the couch, but we don't really know why he should, she just invites him in. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's weird. I'm, yeah, it's, it's still a good movie. It's still a really, really great movie. Just, I'm finding holes in it. Like, I'm, yeah. I mean, there's no plot holes, I don't think. I don't think there's any plot holes. It's no, just... it's just that I'm finding holes in the actual quality of the yeah, movie. Yeah, I'm finding flaws. Yeah, I'm, I'm finding stuff I don't like about the movie, which is fine, you know? We're, we're inside to type yeah. opinion, we'll, as you're inside we'll to get, yours. Like, we'll you're get probably going to tell us that you hate us. We'll get to flaws when we get to Interstellar as well, because there's a lot in that movie. But then there's a difference with that, because that movie's got so much going for it that you kind of don't care about the flaws in it. Yeah, no, I, I know what kind of flaws you run about, but... I just don't give a shit. Yeah, because that movie is beautiful. We'll uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. So, Memento. Then, I honestly, there is not much else I want to say about this. Yeah, no, I've, I've. It's one of those films where when you're trying to recommend to people, oh my god, yeah, you've got to watch this. It's about this, this, and this. But you don't really want to talk about it critically because it's just, it's just a good movie. Yeah, it is with yeah. a lot of flaws. Yeah, on a I third w- watch. I watched all three of these movies this week with my flatmate Molly, and this this one she was like, "Oh, that was crazy," and she she loved it, loved it, and like I remember that feeling that as well. The first time I watched it, I was like, "Yeah, just give it a couple more times." <laughs> yeah, like no matter what, this this movie is one of those things that it doesn't grow on you. It's great the first time you watch it; it's brilliant the second time. Every other time, it's just kind of there. It, it's yeah. kind of background noise. Yeah, and I think there's maybe is there a, is there a reason it's one of Nolan's forgotten ones? Probably just because it's his least one. It's his least impressive one, obviously. Visually, yeah, like it, there's some gorgeous shots, but at the same time, it's nothing compared to like Interstellar and Inception. Yeah. But yeah, this, this is definitely, like, there's many reasons why this is probably his least talked about one. But you know what? Once again, that's okay. Because yeah. it's still a good movie. It is a good movie. Out of out of ten, what, out of out of ten times, how are we giving, how many are we giving this? Uh, I'm giving it a seven times, like, seven time seasonings. I'm, I'm giving it an eight. It's, a, it's, a, it's an eight times for me. Eight times. Eight, eight times out of Eight times, times what? <sighs> Zero. Cool. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> David, what's eight times zero? Zero. Quick maths. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I think I've used two. Yeah, I was gonna. I forgot to mention that to you. Last week you used fucking loads. Yeah, I know. I just kind of forgot. Yeah, I know. I should have reminded you. So I, right. I did it. I did a Daenerys. Just <laughs> kind of forgot that. Just kind of forgot. Yeah, the... I, I I absolutely love that like that explanation. Daenerys kind of forgot that an entire army was across the sea. 
the dumb. Like, they you are pro- dumb bitch. They are probably their big. <laughs> you dumb bitch. <laughs> By the way, can I just say I really find I find it quite funny that all the actors from um, like Geo like Game of Thrones are going absolutely ape shit about Game of Thrones now. Yeah. Great. I, I know um Amelia Clark has been talking about like the sexism on set and like the mm. actual creating and everything like that, and that's amazing. Yeah. Man. And yet D D have, you know, got another Netflix like, show, show coming out. Yeah, Netflix show. How? They made they they somehow ruined something that was supposedly be one of the greatest shows of all time. And during season four, it was the one of the highest rated shows of all time, and now it's I think it's still in the top 100, but it's dropped significantly. It, on IMDb, it's still, like, top 5, I think. Really? Or top 10, at least. Mad, I did not know that. I thought it would... I'm going to quickly find out, because I want to prove you wrong. No, I don't think you're going to. If you want to do that, you're going to be mightily disappointed, David. Top 100 shows. I reckon... That, wow, it's number 2. Wait, on on what? On IMDb. No, it's not. It's at number eleven. Oh wait, no, by by Carlos. Uh, right, this is some guy's opinion. I was yeah. gonna say, how the hell is fr- Friends in free? Yeah, no, it's um. If you if you and then Lost is eight. If you if you type in Game of Thrones, and then scroll down, it should say top rated TV number like whatever. It's loading. Yeah, it's. Ha! It... You were wrong then. It's number eleven. I I just said 10. I said it's number eleven. Yeah, you were wrong. Well, there's been a there's been a few added to this recently. Like this, our planet wasn't there before. The wire's gone up. Chernobyl was number one. That doesn't surprise me. That's now number five. Breaking Bad's number four. Nice. Um. Yeah, they're all documentaries, though. It's like, come on, man. I reckon the like as much as you know this is probably an unpopular opinion, but I don't think documentaries should count as TV shows in a sense. Like on on that kind of list, obviously they are a TV show, but I don't think they should count in that kind of list. Yeah, in, I know, you know what you mean. Yeah, thing. I, I just I feel because the same way. yeah, just because it just seems a bit like rude to the actual original like writing and everything of other stuff. Yeah, definitely. It's just kind of annoying that, like, God knows, like, I imagine Tiger King is probably in there now. And obviously no, no, Tiger no, no, King no, is no. probably fantastic, but I don't think it's one of the, well, obviously, it's just an example. But, yeah. like, I don't think it would be a, one no. of the best TV shows. It's nowhere near it. <laughs> yeah. It's on, like, 7.6. Yeah, like, that. that's that's good as well, though. That, that's really good for a documentary. Um, documentaries, you know, that they, they started, they have started getting a lot more attention just because they're more, they're easy to watch. Yeah. But yeah. So, right. Should we? Um, the Prestige. I was gonna say, yeah. The, should we talk about the Prestige? Yeah. This so, was uh, my first viewing of the Prestige. This is your first viewing. Well, I'll, I'll run down the plot first. Um, so the Prestige is made. Between Batman movies, yes. I, could we talk about is Christopher Nolan's work schedule right now? Because between the years two thousand five and two thousand fourteen, he made 
So nine years, he made Batman Begins, mm -hmm. The Prestige, mm -hmm. The Dark Knight, mm -hmm. Inception, mm -hmm. The Dark Knight Rises, and Interstellar. Mm -hmm. That's seven movies. Six movies, sorry. I can't count. Six yeah, movies he was on a rampage years. back in the day, and now he's he's gone a lot slower. Yeah. He's definitely slowed down his pace. But then again, that is because he had to do three Batman movies. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, if he didn't have to do those three Batman movies, he would have only done the four movies because he wouldn't have, you know, like, done Tenet that early. No, he wouldn't. I like, wouldn't. He definitely wouldn't have done Dunkirk that early either. Nah, definitely not. Um, but yeah. So, so the Prestige came out between Batman movies. Uh, 2006. And it's got Christian Bale, Hugh Jackman, Michael Caine, Andy Serkis, Scarlett Johansson, and David fucking Bowie. What an actual... That is a brilliant cast. In it. In that it. is an amazing cast. Oh, and Rebecca Hall's in it as well. But Yeah, sure. like, it's a such a good <laughs> cast. Like, seriously, that is impressive. Yeah, and like... Straight up, I, I want to say this right now. My, this is Michael Caine's best performance. Ye yeah, yeah. I in in every other movie I've ever seen him in, I've only ever seen him give a like a really truly world class performance in like two movies, and the other ones, The Dark Knight Rises. You know what though? I love him in Interstellar. It, I was going to say Interstellar as well, actually. Yeah, Interstellar. This and the Dark Knight he's got. He's I, really good I also have a very, very big soft spot for Harry Brown. Oh yeah, yeah. But like acting, come on, that's like an action yeah. movie in it. But... I know what you mean, though. I know what you mean, though. Yeah, like there's, there's just one, you know, specific scene in Harry Brown when he's actually acting. He's talking to this uh, junkie who he's just like shot. And telling them about this um this story of a old war friend. And it's such an engrossing scene and I love every second of it. It's so good. Yeah. Like I really like I have a proper I know that it's probably not is it's probably is like a, a fairly low rated movie, I reckon. I need, I I think I should check it out. I'll check it out. You you definitely should. Like, uh, let's see the review. So it's a seven point two on IMDb. That's pretty decent for just a schlocky action film. That with is decent. Mike Michael Crown, Michael Caine, Michael like, Crown, Michael Crown. I mean, he is Sir Michael Caine. He is Sir Michael. And night of the Round Table. Yeah. We're night yeah. of the Round Table. Stop. But yeah, like the Prestige. Really, really surprised like how push fun the it was. Pram a lot. He's gonna, he's gonna do this a lot. <laughs> no, we shan't go there. Camelot is a silly place. Stop, stop. <laughs> anyway, the um, Prestige. Yeah, is so the, the Prestige a follows. Really good movie. It follows Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale mainly as uh, two rival magicians trying to get one over each other uh, over the course of like their careers. And it sounds, it's a really tough sell. This, this yeah. movie, on paper, sounds like shit. Yeah. I tried explaining it, because I, I watched it with my flatmates. And I tried explaining it to them, and I said that. I said, Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman are rival magicians. And they're, like, trying to get one over each other. And they both looked at me with these, like, blank expressions. I'm like, trust me, it's good. Trust me. <laughs> Just like, say, it's directed by Nolan. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
that wouldn't have helped. That wouldn't have helped. <laughs> um, but yeah. So this, I remember, I watched this for the first time around the same time I watched Memento for the first time as well. Yeah. So it was probably like 2015, 16. And I've seen the pre- pre- the Prestige. I always class as one of my favorite movies. And for some reason, like I always like recent like when when I first watched it, I was like, yeah, this is my favorite. This is one of my favorite movies, hands down. But then yeah. now, whenever I watch it, like when I, I'm, I just forget about it, and then I watch yeah. it, and I'm like, holy crap, this thing's amazing. Like, what the hell? I can see what you mean. Is it? See, the thing is about the Prestige. It seems like a fairly forgettable movie, even though it's fantastic, and even though it's a fan, like one of the. I don't want to say it's one of Nolan's best movies, even though he's he's done a lot of good movies. It's one of Nolan's better movies. Yeah, and it's a it's a really really interesting movie when you're watching it. When you when you're trying to sell people on the the idea of it and the like, the explanation on IMDb is after a tragic accident, two stage magicians engage in a battle to create the ultimate illusion, while sacrificing everything they have to outwit to outwit each other. And by the way, I was fighting the urge to say illusions, Michael. I said that while watching it. I shit you not. I said that while watching it. I said that while watching it. I was like, yeah, they're just trying to, you know, perform this illusions, Michael. Yeah, like every single time I say the word illusions, I have to say it like that because it's so fun. I've been. It's so fun. I've been rewatching a bit of Arrested Development. You know, it's funny. It's a funny show. It's really good show. It's just it's. It sucks after season two, basically. Uh, I watched season three. Season, I, I just season three season is three. pretty good, but after that, it just goes really down. It's, it's Netflix the, fucked that show. It's the spy subplot in this in the third one where it's like com- comes up with all these Brit- like James Bond types, like four British eyes only, <laughs> Mister F. <laughs> God damn it, <laughs> Tobias Fumke. Tobias Fumke. <laughs> I love that it's Fumke. Um, there are dozens of us. Dozens. <laughs> dozens. <laughs> um, I blew myself. I blew... My brother. What, what did my brother do? What? Oh, God. Right, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Can you can you explain the context here? When <laughs> I just said I blew myself and you started thinking of your brother. No, my brother sent me a, a text of like him. In like, it, it, I think he, I can't remember what he'd done, but he like blue. He looked blue, and I, and I and I said to him, "Apologies, I I just blew myself," and he just didn't understand. He was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> I would have just said, "You're blue, dabbery dabbery." So the prestige. So the prestige. Um, it's, it's got blue in the um, in the poster. It, it, it's a bluey poster. Yeah. The performances here are top notch. Another reason yeah. why I love Hugh Jackman because Hugh Jackman is so good in this, and he really, he really brings is. that showmanship to the role. And that's that's the key difference between the two of them because Hugh Jackman is the showman, and Christian Bale is just he's a magician, but he doesn't know how to perform it well. He doesn't know how to show it well. And like, also, I love that this movie like has so many American actors playing well actually no two American well one american actress and one um is hugh jackman from australia he is good eye mate 
Yeah, and they're just all doing British accents. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's the it's... only properly British, actually British person, like from like the like from you know England. England is Michael Caine. Mickey Caine. Because Christian Bale is from Wales, which Wales. is obviously part of England, but. We I don't find really that mad. Count Wales, do we? Christian Bale's Welsh. I find that hilarious. Yeah, no, I find that really mental. Um, but yeah, Michael Caine's the only actual British person in it. <laughs> yeah, I find that really funny. It's it's a really interesting. Like it's set over three different time periods. So you've got the main plot, which is just it's following on from the start of their relationship as friends. To like the the breakdown of that when he's when Hugh Jackman's wife dies, and it then it cuts to it cuts in between that those scenes, then it cuts to Hugh Jackman in America with Andy Serkis and David Bowie. He's trying to get this machine, but get the machine built, and we don't know what it is. And then it cuts to a few like after that at some point, yeah. and Christian Bale is in prison for murdering Hugh Jackman. Yeah, and it's it's telling you like all three stories and it's mad that this movie makes sense yeah that you're following three separate timelines and it it doesn't it's not confusing like it's not actually confusing at all in a like in the sense of like once again time like it's set it's set over these three time periods of like different like storylines and them just reading off of each other's diaries basically yeah yeah exactly and it's yeah because like the the reason we're seeing the first part is that's because hugh jackman in america is reading christian bale's diary yeah and then the reason we're seeing the bits about america is because christian bale's reading hugh jackman's diary and then everything else is just whilst they're basically going at each other yeah and it's like the twists at the end of this movie. There's like three twists, but one of the twists is outdone by another twist. Yeah, it's it, it's it's again. It's almost like like they explain what a magic trick is at the start, like yeah. that that bit from Michael Caine, and it's that's a it's such, such a good, good opening moment. scene because the it's opening a shot, moment. the opening shot is of the hats. Which yeah. you're like, what the hell is this? And then when that gets revealed, <laughs> like that basically. Se- tells you the twist. Yeah. That that shot at the start tells you the twist. No one's very good at um, foreshadowing. Yeah, he is. Because, like, the whole movie, if you watch this movie again, you'll notice how many, like, references there are to, like, doubles, brothers, yeah. twins. And yeah. even, like, Re- Christian Bale gets married to Rebecca Hall and he says, I love you. He's like, She's like, no, you don't. You don't mean like, it today. You don't mean it today, but it just makes it better when you when it does mean it. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, like, because... amount, like that's really interesting because obviously, spoiler alert. Like the really interesting moment is like you can catch. Like I actually did get that twist annoyingly because of what she was saying. Like I didn't know anything about this movie, but I didn't yeah. understand. I did get the twist that basically he had a twin brother, and obviously the the whole thing of him being a double is. They led the same life down to a T. Yeah. To a point where the brother had to get his two fingers removed so that they could keep yeah. up the app. That's crazy. That's like that's mental. But it's the um, it's, it was that when you realise that like 
the guy who's walking he's called Fallon, isn't he? He's the guy who's walking around with Jimmy Fallon, yeah. Yeah, Jimmy Fallon, who's walking around with Christian Bale the whole time. He's yeah. he's like he just looks like Christian Bale in a fat suit. You like, yeah. when you notice it, you notice it, you're like, I got that's fucking Christian Bale, what's he doing? What's yeah. he doing? Like the that is kind of this the twist is kind of ruined by that. Yeah, it because like as good as he looks, you when you get a close up look of him, you just know yeah. it's Christine Bale. But like that's um that's a I think that scene where Hugh Jackman talks about his trick. He's yeah. like Chris Christian Bale does well Hugh Jackman, yeah, talks about Christian Bale's trick. And he's yeah. like the the big trick he's been waiting his whole life to do. And it's the the dis the what is it, the reappearing man? Uh, I think so, yes. Yeah. And so he walks through one door, he throws a ball down the stage, runs through a door, and then runs out the another door on the opposite side of the stage and catches the ball. Yeah. And it's like Hugh Jackman's... That, that whole scene is shot perfectly because it's yeah. shot from like Hugh Jackman's just sat there shaken. He's like holding this glass of whiskey. He's like, how the hell did he do that? He's like... How? yeah. He's like, brain is raveling. He's like, it was the greatest truck I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It was the greatest thing. And it, it was literally, it wasn't even like actual magic. It was a trick. Yeah. And, and it's, it's constantly teased that this is the greatest trick. He wants, like Hugh Jackman actually wants to do real magic yeah. using science. But Christine Bale just wants to do illusions and tricks. Illusions, That's why Michael. He, illusions, Michael. Um, that's... Wait, Michael Bale? <laughs> I meant to say Michael Caine, but I said Bale. I'm tired. I thought you mean Michael Crown. I thought we were talking about Michael Crown. Michael Crown. Oh, yeah, Michael Crown. Um, yeah, it's that that scene where, with like the whole subplot of Hugh Jackman trying to find a double to do his reappearing man trick, is yeah. great because that that performance from Hugh Jackman as this other guy is so funny. Yeah. He's so funny because he's just a bumbling idiot. Once again, this just shows like Hugh Jackman's range as an actor as well. And once again, like, see, this doesn't show off um, Christine Bale's range as an actor because he's playing himself twice. Yeah. Whereas this does what like Legend did for Tom Hardy. It showed his range as an actor. It showed two exactly opposite characters. But even when... One very calm and collected. One's just a bumbling idiot. It's when he plays. It's when that this double starts acting like him, and it's and it's him, but it's just slightly off, isn't it? Yeah. And you can tell, you can tell that he's not doing it quite right. And it's yeah. like, yeah, because that that's it's just minute things in the performance that really sell it as as a double. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I thought you were going to keep on talking. God me. damn it. <laughs> I, I genuinely thought you were going to keep on talking. Long ass pause. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought you had more to say, but yeah, no, like it. That's what, once again, that's what I mean by it. it shows his range as an actor. It shows that he can do more than just, you know, serious acting. He can be an absolute bumbling idiot. He can be funny and fun. Yeah. But then it quickly transitions back to him, you know, solely being a really serious actor. Yeah. I think, like I said, I mentioned earlier that this is Michael Caine's best performance. And I think it is because he's in this movie, like, for most of it. He's in most of this yeah. movie. And he is, like, at the start, he's just, like, helping these comedians, these 
magician's out. He's like, yeah, just, you know, I'll show you this this Chinese guy who does it. And that's, yeah. that's a really interesting scene. Um, and like, that's, oh, again, foreshadowing, because Christian Bale's like, yeah, man, imagine, like, you know, you've got to throw away your entire life just for one trick. Yeah, exactly. Like, once again, it's teasing the entire ending. Like, this, the entire ending is teased the entire time. Yeah. But I think the most interesting part of this is how kind of psychotic Hugh Jackman becomes. Yeah. Because, like, the, the big twist with Hugh Jackman's character is he gets uh, Nikola Tesla to build him this machine and uh, basically creates clones of him instead of teleporting him. Yes. And so he has to basically, every single time he, you know, does it, he has to kill his clone. But yeah. he, like, there was that one line where he said he didn't know whether he was going to be the one coming out of the box or the one falling through the trapdoor. Yeah. And I thought that was fantastic because, like, the, the main twist of the film, like, the first twist of the film is Hugh Jackman, like, basically kills himself for this trick so um, that he can frame hey, Christine Bale. Hey, hey, hang on. Hang on a second. Okay. Hi guys, sorry. Are you watching people shout you? I right. think Xander's woke just, up as a. Uh... I, I just heard some shagging. I was like. <laughs> Fair enough. That's me, mate. See you later. Oh my god. <laughs> Kill me. Kill me. <laughs> I just heard some shagging. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad that was recorded. Um. So. Where were we? He took a break to tell his roommates to stop shagging. <laughs> no, it was the TV. It was the TV. They're watching The Punisher. Oh! Uh, uh, they're watching what? The Punisher. The sure. Movie. Well, yeah, sure. I, saw, I saw it. It was on the telly. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, you were saying There's something about... There's definitely some form of punishment going on in there. <laughs> you were saying something about Hugh Jackman. Yes, I was. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted by the shagging. Um... <laughs> I can't do this. I can't do it. What did you even... What did you hear? Did you just hear a very, very loud moan or... Yes, I did. Yeah. I love how that's, that's the word you chose. I just heard some shagging. <laughs> Not... Oh, I heard someone moaning. Or, oh, you guys were being a bit loud. Just, I heard some shagging. <laughs> you could have been a bit more subtle about it. Anyway, the prestige. I've got to leave all this in, Anna. <laughs> yeah, of course you have. Oh, sweet lord. <laughs> You're going to have to warn your roommates that you've had to let leave it in just like yeah that's a one that like leaving that bit where you know i said you two are shagging oh my because comedy anyway anyway yeah so um like the the main twist is like well the first twist you see is that hugh jackman frames christine bale's character by basically killing himself yes but obviously that that twist is outdone by the fact that he he did kill himself but he killed a clone of him by drowning his clone and that's why he's so shocked because 
he didn't know whether he was going through the one falling through the trap door or the one coming out of the box. Yeah. And he's had to do it over and over and over again. And the interesting thing is that first time when he does it, he doesn't know whether, like, we don't know whether that's the original version of him that came no. out of the box or not. So the original Hugh Jackman, like the original version of his character might have just been murdered by his clone. Yeah, maybe. It could be that it transports him and then there's a clone left, or maybe the real version stays and the clone goes somewhere else. Yeah. And that's what's really interesting. So maybe, you know, the original Hugh Jackman drowned and the clone survived. Who knows? Yeah. And then probably and then no that, one. And then that twist is offset by the fact that Christian Bale is revealed to have been I've had two of himself the entire yeah. the entire movie. Yeah, like this movie is literally this movie is the most twist-filled one of Nolan's because Nolan's films, at at least as far as I'm aware, yeah, like they're a little bit twisty, but they don't they don't usually have major twists like this. They have more ambiguous endings. Yeah, the only ones that have twists are this, Interstellar, and Memento. Interstellar. This is his twist trilogy. Then we'll call it. Yeah, this is this is the unknown twist trilogy. Yeah, this is the Nolan Twist Trilogy. This the Nolan, is the Twister Trilogy. The Nolan Time Twist Trilogy. The Nolan Time Twist. The Twisting Time. Twisty Twist. Times. Nolan's Twisting Time Trilogies. There you go. Please, right, that's the name of the top podcast. There we go. We've smashed it. But We've smashed it. It has to be T-H-Y-M-E. Obviously. Nolan's <laughs> Twist. Is it Twisted Time or Twist in Time? Ooh. Twisting Time. Twisting Time. Or twisting time. Twists no. in time. It's twisty time. Twisty time. Nolan's twisty, twisty time. time trilogy. Don't even have twi- trilogy. Just add Nolan's twisty time. Twisty time. That's hard to say. No, because we're talking about the trilogy, aren't we? So it's a twisty yeah. But time I was trilogy. trying to think of trilogy, so I said tristy instead of twisty. Tristy. Stutter. Tristy. <laughs> Did I fucking stutter? <laughs> um. What else do you want to mention about this movie? Scarlett Johansson's really good. In, Scarlett, in... I didn't know Scarlett Johansson was in this. No. And then she turns up, you're like, hey, that's a, I, yeah. I know her ass from those Avengers movies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was literally just there like, hey, I get to see most Scarlett Johansson. That's great. I like Scarlett Johansson. She's fit. <laughs> By the way, that she's was, a, she's that a was great a, actress too. That was a comment on the fact that Joss Whedon's been revealed to be like a massive sex pest, so... Oh, yeah. You know, that yeah, wasn't no, a comment like, on the fact that I like, just look at her ass, okay? I'm I mean, sure she do, has though. a wonderful personality. But it's just there, isn't it? doesn't it? come like, across it's, in it's... the Avengers movies, but whatever. Yeah, no, she she doesn't really have a personality in the Avengers movies. She just has buttocks. Is there is is there anything else we want to say about the prestige? Uh, once again, it's kind of a hard one to talk about. Just like, like we talked about the twist. We talked about the acting. Like, once again, I told you this was going to be a short one. It's going to be a short one, man. Yeah, man. Wow, we're really rocking yeah. through this. Yeah, um, Out of Out of times, how many times are we giving it? I give this a nine herbs and spices. I'm giving this a full-blown kernels, 11 herbs and spices. But really 10, but, you know, it's 11 herbs and spices in it. That's the joke. See, you know what? I, I said the herbs and spices because I knew you were going to give it a 10. Because uh, so I thought it... that's how many herbs and spices it was. No, it's 11. Ah, uh, eleven herbs and doesn't spices. He, doesn't he like follow all the Spice Girls and then four guys named Herb? I think so. Like yeah. KFC. I think so. That's pretty funny. 
Is it 11 herbs and spices? Yeah, it's 11 herbs and spices. Sure is it enough. 9 herbs and spices? Oh, fuck. I'm, I'm Bro, we out. should know this. No, We're so far. It's 11 herbs and spices. It's 11. 11, 11 herbs and yeah, spices. Yeah, but I don't really... This is an unpopular opinion. I don't really like KFC that <gasps> much. I love the skin. Me I neither. don't like the chicken. I think it's kind of shit. I don't like KFC yeah. that much either. Yeah. The the chicken in KFC, like the obviously, obviously the gravy and the skin is incredible, but the chicken is so dry. Bro, bro, I don't like KFC either. This is this is a momentous it's, occasion for us. Did you know what I actually? I walked in on um some people in work eating a Domino's, right. and I, they were so silent. And Alicia just said, "Oh, you guys are a talkative bunch." And um, <laughs> Matthew just said, "Yeah, it's a sign of a good meal." And I just said. But it's Domino's. What do you know like and Domino's? I'm not a fan. It's too greasy for me. What? But my mate Jake just stood up out of his chair and I thought he was going to try and like smack Domino's me and greasy, say Domino's bro. is Why shit. Are you chatting? Whenever I've had Domino's, it's made me feel ill. You've had like, just... Like, I, I have genuinely felt sick. Like, I have had to throw up because of Domino's a few times. Okay. And I just don't okay. have Domino's anymore. Okay. I mean, it just makes me feel actually sick. Okay. Okay. Let's move on. Let's move. On. Yeah. I, I, um, I don't know if it's whether, like, my, you know, my body just can't handle Domino's okay. or whether Domino's I'm... are just actually shit. I'm giving it 10 out of 10 potential 11. times. 11 out of 10. I, you turned I, it all the way up to 11 for this one. Yeah. I I, I love this movie. This I'm looking back now. I kind of wish because we've got. I wish I could have put this in my list for for the podcast in a few weeks. You could just replace Inception. No, it's that's not on my list. Um, you could just you know replace, replace Airplane. No, Airplane's one of my favorites. Shut up. Anyway, just get rid of it, please. No. I, well, I'm not watching it again. I've already watched it once. That's enough. Mad. All right. Um, I I'm not a fan of it, man. At all. Unbelievable, Jeff. And it's 100% going to lose, Jesus. <laughs> anyway. Oh, so, what's going on in the first round? Next up, we've, uh, we've got Interstellar. Interstellar. This is my favourite Nola movie. 2014 it came out. And I remember watching it at home after it came out on digital. I watched it on VOD. I yeah. didn't like it. Interesting. Because it was like, I was 15, and it was like, oh my god, this movie's so long and boring, what the hell? So I didn't I like want it. guns and violence. Exactly. So. I want Batman. Now that I'm no longer a fucking incel. Um, Jesus. This movie. Ripping into young Xander. This movie is a masterpiece. Yeah, it's beautiful. Once again, I've said this like time and time again, but Interstellar is Nolan's most beautiful movie. 100%. 112%. I'll quickly read the uh, the description, like the small description um, that IMDb gives oh, it. Go for it. A team of explorers travel through a wormhole in space in an attempt to ensure humanity's survival. It's so much more than that, though. Yeah. Like, it is so much more than that. It has a fantastic cast. Yeah. Uh, um, like, Matthew McConaughey. Ellen Burstyn, it's Matthew McConaughey, Matthew McKenzie McConaughey, Foy, by the way. John Lithgow. By the way, Matthew McConaughey made McConaissance. McConaissance. I yeah. love that word. I love that word. That is amazing. Have you not? You've, you've heard of the McConaissance? 
No, I've not heard of them. When he like when he did Dallas Buyers Club, he won an Oscar, and he was in like loads of stuff. He was in this True Detective, and he just had like he, his career like and shot Wolf through Wall the roof Street. again. Didn't he also get a uh, like Oscar in Wolf of Wall Street, even though he was in it for like two minutes, just banging his chest? He didn't get an Oscar. No, he got nominated though, didn't he? No, that's fine. I don't think so. I'm sure he did. I don't think Hold so. on. Nominated for five Oscars. Uh, no, no, never mind. Yeah, never mind. Oh, so so that was a lie. Yeah. Well, that was a fucking lie. Um, we'll have to do a Scorsese thing at some point as well then. Oh God. They're so long. They're so long. Speaking of long, this movie's really long. Yeah, two, this movie's like two hours forty nine, isn't it? Two hours fifty. Two hours forty nine. It's yeah, a, it's it's a, it's a fat movie with a big old pH. Yeah, it's it's a long movie, but it's worth every like. There's a lot of holes in this movie, like we said before. But I we, still, this is still my favorite one. This is one, this is his most flawed movie. Yes, but the reasons that I love this movie so much: one, McConaughey. Yes. Perfect actor. This is the only Nolan movie that has made me cry. Wow. Because like the like so when they're in space, they basically go through like this time vortex in a sense. So every hour on a certain planet is twenty or every hour is seven years, isn't it? Every hour is seven on, years. Yeah, every hour on that planet is seven years on Earth. And so like he goes back like after 27 years on earth has passed basically and has 27 years of messages and he sees like messages from his um son and like one from his daughter and the messages from his son and his daughter just break me yeah they are heartbreaking and then there's you know mcconaughey's reaction and he's such a good actor. Like seeing Matthew McConaughey cry made me cry. That became I that, that became a meme. That that face. Yeah, that that hurts me. Yeah, same. Because I love him. It's but like yeah, that. Like, that and that, once again, Michael Caine's in it. I think. Um, I think Nolan and Michael Caine are just best mates. At this oh point. yeah, yeah they are. Yeah, like I I reckon they just like Skype like. Skype each other every two days. Yeah, definitely. And they still again, use Skype as well. He's like, it's this. This feels like a really great Michael Caine performance. Like if, like, I mean, I like him as Alfred in the Batman movies, but he's just, it doesn't feel like he's doing much. Yeah. Whereas this, he's got like real, like the the only time, the only thing, the only Batman film I think he's good in is The Dark Knight Rises because he's got stuff like he's got. Yeah, emotions he's got in that. stuff to do. Yeah. Whereas, he does shit in that. Yeah, in, whereas like in Dark Knight, he's just kind of like he's Alfred. He's just there. He's Alfred. He just looks like Alfred, so they cast him. Yeah, um, yeah. But then in this, in Interstellar, he's got like this deep, like this dark character. Yeah, and like that, he's literally got the weight of the world on his shoulders, and he's got so many secrets and everything. And also, like, I. I love this movie, even though I hate the one scene because I have to watch, you know, like Michael Caine die. Well, yeah. I don't like seeing. I don't want to <laughs> no. see Michael Caine die. He's too. He's too pretty. 
He's too pretty. God damn Yeah, it. I love him too much, man. <laughs> I, I Honestly, that moment also makes me cry, though, just because of the way he acts in that moment. He does such a good job of that moment. Like, that, like, what? what is it he says? Like, do do not go into that. Do not go gentle into that good night. Yeah, like that line breaks me each time. Yeah, he says he says he says that like all the way through the movie. Every time he yeah, leaves that, the video, that's like his signature line. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jessica Chastain's in this movie as well, and she's actually really good in this. Jessica Chastain's really good. Anne Hathaway is really good. Yeah. Um, wow, Jessica Chastain has a lot going on right now. Jesus, <laughs> she has a lot out. So, should we talk about, like, the main the main reason I think people don't like this movie? Go on. The ending. Yeah, I can see that. People, this movie was, like, annihilated when it came out. Because, like, the whole movie is super based on, like, science fact. They brought in physics professors to make sure that the math they were doing was right the science they were talking about was right so it feels almost like a like a science lesson as well as a really entertaining story about family and sacrifice and but then at the end like they they referenced this earlier being like yeah everything's overpowered by love sure and then he goes into the fourth dimension or the fifth dimension or whatever and saves the planet and the whole human race with the power of with the with the power of love love. is that becoming like a a, a like a joke on this podcast now have i created a meme for the podcast yeah it is yeah i love that i created that then that is amazing because it was just a shitty little note as well oh dear me (laughs) <laughs> and it was one of my like my better moments on this show. Don't take money. Don't take fame. My neighbors Don't need no credit card around this train. My neighbors <laughs> must hate me because they have to hear me singing all the time. Because whenever I'm in the shower, I'm just singing at the top of my lungs. Oh, I was same, singing bro. along to all of the South Park movie today, <laughs> and then whenever I'm on here, I have to sing the Power of Love. Uh, don't worry, bro. When I was a kid, I got a, I got a letter through from my neighbor saying, "Hi, Xander. We really appreciate the fact that you're uh, an avid singer, uh, but sometimes it sounds a little less like Il Devo and more like a rat that's been caught in a rat trap." Xander, <laughs> like, shit at singing. I'm not. I'm half decent. I promise. Give us a performance right now. So, Interstellar. Give us a performance, Ander. Stop, stop. No. Stop hiding your your talents. No. Give us a performance. No, my flatmate's in the front room. I'm not Give us that. a performance. No, David. You, you already gave us a, a performance of like the entire monologue of Seven Psychopaths. You might as well give us a singing performance as well. I'm not doing that right now. Maybe another Why time. Why not? Okay. Someone, someone at the door? Xander? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, I thought you went to answer the door. No, no. Um, oh, oh! What did you say? Someone at the door because there's um there's some shagging going on. No, David, the shagging was on the TV. Are you sure? Yes, very. Okay. Because they were sat on the couch. So, they could have been shagging before that. Fully clothed, David. 
people can get dressed quick. <sighs> Have you never panicked, gotten dressed? No. Well, that's then a, you don't know. Well, that's a lie. I have done that, but not through not, not after quite. sex. I mean, you have to have sex to be able to do that. Sick. Right. <laughs> um, By the way, hi, Xander's mum. Sweet Jesus. Take me. Take me. <laughs> Strike me down. I've broken myself. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's because it's 11, like at quarter past 11 at night or because that was really funny, but I'm gone. It's definitely because it's just quarter past 11 at night. Oh my God. So, a oh, lot. I'm I would love to uh, double bill this movie with 2001. I've never actually watched 2001. Then I suggest we, at some point in the future, definitely in a while because we've just watched Interstellar, uh, but we do an episode with Alex because Alex has this thing where he likes making trilogies of movies of movies that aren't related at all yeah he mentioned that last time he was on it and that's actually a great idea so i, I feel like we should, we should do that and like make each other watch double bills or triple bills of movies that we think would go well together that might be a fun thing yeah i, I think that'll be a fun series um yeah so it, yeah it feels like nolan's 2001 in the fact that it's this wild space odyssey that he goes on like this long journey and at the end it's this really weird like section because like at the end of 2001 it gets really weird very quickly and yes, it... so in this it does the same he like he falls yeah. into a black hole and then enters this they call it the tesseract um, Avengers music yeah I was about to say not the Avengers but they, <laughs> ca- they call it the Tesseract and it's like all the way he's like in this inside the singularity which is in the middle yeah. of a black hole and he like this movie gets confused and quite fast by the way yeah and it's like he, he then appears behind he's like in a 4D version of the bookshelf from his daughter's room where he yeah. can like send codes to her uh, pretending to be the ghost in her room and like th- it looks incredible like th- they built that it's a real set mm-hmm. that's not like obviously they've touched it up with cgi like the backgrounds but yeah the actual no, but obviously set, like the actual set is there that's a, that's there. a real thing yeah and your thing is that could have easily just been cgi but that's like the charm of nolan yeah, like, like all the spaceships to do everything practically. All the spaceships were real as well, and they use like these uh, LED screens, un- kind of similar to the ones in the Mandalorian, where like they used they used to film the Mandalorian even, so that, like the the actors could see what they what they were going to be seeing in the future, like on the screen. Yeah, so they could act around it. Oh, isn't um, um season two of that coming out on October thirtieth? Oh yeah, that got announced. Yeah, we're getting a second season yeah. of that. Yeah, because of course well, that's coming out next month. It is. Well, yes, yeah, it's Star Wars, but it's, it's apparently good Star Wars, so I'm I'm happy with that. I haven't Even seen, I haven't I haven't seen the first season yet. 
I've I've heard it's good, but it's like because it's only half hour episodes, not much happens in the episodes, kind of thing. Yeah. Even though overall it's a good season. Right. Like it, it's weird. From what I've heard of it, is it's a weird like point of view of the Mandal. This is my annoyance with Star Wars in general. Star Wars is a series of mostly shit, yet everybody still loves it. Like yeah. when you look back at all of Star Wars, how much of it is actually that good? Like it's under half, yeah, at least. Yeah, like, probably thirty percent of it is pretty damn good. We've had this discussion about it. I'm yeah. sure. But yeah, um, so we, yeah, so Intercellar did get a bit of flack for that for that weird, like love rules all ending. But I think it's I think it it fits, it fits in the in the theme that it goes with. Though. It fits with the tone of the movie and the themes of the movie. It doesn't fit with the science fact movie yeah. that we've been watching for the past two and a half hours. Yeah, but you know what? To quote, like, Vin Diesel, family is everything. Yeah, man. Like, we, we, I could list so many flaws with this movie, but I just don't care. Yeah, exactly. Like, there is a lot wrong with this movie. Yeah. But I don't give a shit. I still love it because it's a bloody good film. It, yeah, and it's... Like, Matt it's, Damon's in it as well. Matt like, Damon. Matt Damon. I, I, yeah, he's great in any small And he's role. really good. I think it's really clever that they don't, like, show him early on. Because, like, they they, yeah. they, they, they name drop him a couple of times early on and they never show his face. Which, yeah. if they did at any point, then you would have been like, oh, right, that's Matt Damon. He's going to appear yeah. at some point. But then when he does appear, you're like, holy crap, that's Matt Damon. Yeah, exactly. It's a it's a generous surprise for once. Yeah. It's not just, oh, right, Matt Damon's in this movie. <laughs> and I think it's, the... Um, oh, shit, Matt Damon's here. That that water planet as well, he's so interesting. Like, the journey it's, there. Once again, beautiful. Yeah, oh, my like, God. They When they arrive, all the debris from the, profe- the, from the scientist, the astronaut or scientist who landed there... Like, like ten, like ten years ago or something, has only just like the debris has only just been hit by a wave, and they got there like minutes after that wave had hit, and it's like yeah. so she's just landed and then died straight away, and then they've dropped down minutes later. Whereas in real life, it's been like thirty years. Yeah, and it's like that's mad. That is absolutely crazy. Like that. The way that that planet works and the time dilation on that planet is insane. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely mental. But like, I was I was watching a video on this actually, and they they said that the guy um, who they lose on that mission because mm-hmm. they lose one of the astronauts, don't they? Yeah. And the guy that they lose is then like like lay face down in the water, and his suit's all yeah. intact. So the idea is that he's just unconscious, but he's still alive. Yeah, exactly. So they, like that is just horrible. The idea, as well. the idea behind it is that that some they could go back and create an expedition to go and get him. And it's like, oh wow, a bit of hope in this movie that's so dour and dark and depressing all the way through. But then you realize that whoever would have to, whoever decides to go and do that mission, it would take around sixty-one years to do. Exactly. And it's just like, yeah, it's not worth it. 
So they just... It was like, yeah, just an extra just, layer of depression. Yeah, they, they let him... They, even though they don't know that he's dead. Like, yeah. the, the viewer does. Yeah. And that's what makes it a bit more depressing, because they immediately think he's dead. Yeah. They don't know he's alive. Um, But he is, and that's what hurts so much about that ending kind of thing. I touched on it a little bit there. This movie's relentlessly depressing. It really is. Like yeah. I said, this is the only Nolan movie to make me cry for good bloody reason. Yeah. It's... Everything is against these characters. Like, the world is in ruins. Like, we we can't grow any food. We're having dust storms that, like, destroy cities and stuff like that. The earth is dying. We've got no money. We've got no food. And then this dad leaves his children to go and help out on a cause that ends up not really being a real cause because they can't actually do anything to help save the human race. Yeah. And then his like his daughter thinks he's lying to him, and then his son becomes this idiot who then like wants his family to die. Yeah, and like it's just relentless. And then he it, loses yeah. those fifty years on that planet, and then he slingshots around a black hole and loses another fifty years. And then the next the next time he sees his daughter, it's on the day she dies. It's like. Jeez, a, give us a it's break. It's a dark movie. So no like one does only... not let go of it. I feel like no one put all of his like emotional depth into this movie because this movie just like tries its hardest to break you. Yeah, it does. And it works. Like you feel exhausted after this movie. You do. But like in a good way. Like you know you've just watched a top notch movie because of how exhausted you are. It's Definitely. not like draining in the sense of like, you know, Justice League is, even though I've never watched it properly. <laughs> like it's 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 not draining in the sense of oh my god, I just had to sit through all that. It's, it's like oh my god, draining. I just I just watched so much stuff. I am in pain. There's so much. There's so much shit on my screen. Yeah. <laughs> but every time I watch, the more I watch it, the more I love it. Yeah, well. it's one of those where each time you watch it, it grows on you more. And I think that's why it got so much hate as well at the beginning. Because the first time you watch it, it's pretty good. Second time you watch it, it's very good. And then the third time you watch it, you're in love with the movie. Yeah. It, it's... it's one it's one of Nolan's films that grows on you. Which is weird, because not, not a lot of Nolan's films grow on you after a watch. For me, in Inception did. For me. Inception I... did, you, you, and then... You told I... me about this. Yeah. Go yeah. on. I kind of fell out of love with Inception because I watched it so many times. If I, literally, if I was just bored, I would shove an Inception. If I wanted to do anything, I would shove Inception. If I felt like watching a movie, Inception was there for a good time. Yeah. And I watched it so many times. I went through like a good year where I didn't have Wi-Fi um, <laughs> because poor. Um, and I, this is how I actually became a big fan of movies because um, I would go down to CEX um, I'd take like a fiver a week and I'd spend a fiver on DVDs. Yeah. Um, I would watch so many as well. Yeah. I would watch every single one of them that I bought and then I'd trade them in like the ones that are more valuable that I didn't feel like I was going to watch again and then I'd buy them again later on anyway because I felt like watching them again. <sighs> because I didn't have Wi-Fi. I didn't have any access to Netflix or anything to watch movies yeah. on. So I was just like a big dvd guy back in the day because of that 
and I found Inception on it, and it became it was one of the only DVDs I never sold. Oh wow! Because I just kept on wanting to watch it. That Casino, Scarface, and the original Halloween, I just never sold. I've got them somewhere in my house. Um, I've got a question. How did you watch Interstellar this week? I watched it on Amazon Prime. Did, on the Amazon Prime, did it have the IMAX sequences? I don't know because I've never seen the IMAX version. Well, like, did the did the screen did the aspect ratio change throughout the movie? I think so. Sometimes, yeah. That like yeah. So on, I I watched it on Blu-ray, and on the yeah. Blu-ray you get the IMAX sequences, which basically just means the aspect ratio it gets wider because the IMAX lens is bigger. Yeah, and uh, it's stunning. It's absolutely yeah, no, stunning. This, this movie was made to be seen in um, IMAX. I actually, um, someone I work with uh, said that he went to go and watch Interstellar last week at the um, oh, the light in, in Stockport. Yeah. And he watched it in the IMAX screen because I think all of the screenings in the light are IMAX. Oh, wow. So he was yeah, very lucky I, to have seen that. See, and I was very, very, very jealous. See, the cinema near me didn't open until like last week. And by then... The other the other views that I had opened had already shown all these like the Dark Knight and the like all, all these other Nolan movies in IMAX and all that. I, yeah. I really wanted to watch the Dark Knight and Interstellar in IMAX. Yeah, I, specifically Interstellar for me. I love Dark Knight. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like Interstellar is one of those films that if you didn't watch it in, in IMAX, you didn't experience it fully. Yeah. Whereas like Dark Knight, I can watch it without in and out of IMAX. It's still the same movie. Definitely, definitely. Because yeah, it it had some IMAX scenes, but you know what? It it doesn't enhance the movie in any way. This is made to be watched on IMAX because it looks like it should be on IMAX. Yeah, this definitely. is an IMAX bait movie, quite definitely. literally. Um, what the, else? the only IMAX bait movies there have ever been are this and Endgame. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Infinity War. Well, yeah, but that the same sure. thing. Same thing. Um. What 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 else what, what else can we say about this? Uh, once again, like once again, I don't want to like talk about this too much because I I just whenever I talk about, it, I just want to watch it again. Yeah, like we we were saying all last week that we wants to watch it, and so you just decided, screw it, let's watch. You know, and now we're stellar. talking about it again. I just I just want to I just want to I just want to I just want to shove it on in the background yeah, and just it's look at a, the prettiness. It's a great Sunday afternoon movie. Yes, it is, and that's when I wa- I watched it Bank Holiday Monday afternoon spent the whole afternoon watching it and i was like yeah this is perfect this is this is the life yeah um i um i watched it yesterday yes yeah i um i had to watch yesterday. it like an hour and a half before work oh um, my i would have watched seem it. so far away i've actually watched like i think half of the yesterday movie now and it it's looks really good. I really stay. want to finish it because it's so cool. Oh, I believe in you. Anyway, yesterday. stop singing Beatles. Xander, they're going to come after us. Suddenly. Like, Ring, Ringo will definitely come after us. To be. Ringo is going to come after us. Ringo. <laughs> Ringo or fake Paul. Yeah, exactly. Have you heard, have you heard that? Uh, conspiracy theory the conspiracy theory that paul isn't actually the real paul yeah like there's multiple pauls isn't there fucking love the human race 
Yeah. <laughs> Isn't the one of like Hayden Christianson as well has like multiple Hayden Christiansons or something? <laughs> Wait. Hold on. Multiple celebrity theories. Oh wait, no, I think it was um Oh, what's a bloody name? Uh ah, the basically the one that all like skater boys had a matted boner for. Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've Avril heard Lavigne Conspiracy Theory. Reddit. Specifically Reddit. I've I've heard about this one. <laughs> Oh my god, I don't want to read it all. But basically, uh, there's a conspiracy theory that Avril Lavigne died, I believe. Yeah. And then uh, was taken over by an Avril Lavigne lookalike. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just really funny to me. I love the internet sometimes because of stupid shit like this. Yeah, me too. Like, there's an entire Reddit thread just named, this is all the all of the evidence that I've compiled proving that singer Avril Lavigne died circa 2003 slash 2004 and was replaced by a clone slash doppelganger. Mad. Crazy. <laughs> like, that's literally the thread name. And it was two years ago. <laughs> and it opens with, I have been sitting on all this for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Interstellar. Out of out of ten times, what are we giving it? Uh, twenty-seven years. I'm I'm I'm, I'm yeah on in. I'm in, giving it a ten. In ta- so in times of like we'll, we'll give it how many year how many years per hour how are we, are we giving it? Uh, years per hour. The maximum well, is ten. Uh, 10 then just just tell me out of 10 david how it's always doing it it's spoiler alert it's always going to be an out of 10 system just i'm going to give it a funny name well yeah you're just going to call it like nine you're going to say 9.947 or some stupid no i'm not shit like i'm giving that. this a 10 this sure. is a big banger this let is... me guess it's closer to a 9.9 but you're going to say 10 no 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 um it's this is my third favorite nolan movie this is my favorite Nolan movie. Yeah, we've got the Dark Knight, then Prestige, and then Interstellar. Uh, I'm gonna get up mine. Oh yeah, we we like we hold, we hold on, Tinder. You'll have to wait. Wait, wait for the cream. <laughs> when did I say that? By the way, the Cinema Stories podcast. Cinema Stories. <laughs> Uh, so my like three are Instellar, Dark Knight, Inception. Oh yeah, Inception's my number four. There you go. Yeah, my number four is Dunkirk. I really, really like Dunkirk. I really like Dunkirk. Dunkirk is such. That's a also like quite under mentioned one though of Nolan's. Yeah, well, it only came out a couple of years ago, didn't it? Yeah, well, then again, though, like, no matter what, it's a Nolan movie. Like, Nolan movies are, a, like, I, I remember saying how um, when we were doing the uh, McDonough episode that, like, a McDonough movie feels like a small event that not many people go to, but yeah. the people who do know about it really, really are excited. Christopher Nolan feels like the, like, Comic-Con of movies, yeah, of, like, movie events. 
and do. it's a shame that some of his films just don't get watched because either it's like with Dunkirk, I imagine it's just because it's another World War Two film and it, it was being done to death. Even like I think that was the same year that Hod World War Two came out. I think it actually was as well. You know. Hold on, I'm gonna quickly find out. Uh, yeah, exact same year, 2017. Like it, it, World War Two was being done to death by that point. Then they announced that. Um, like Battlefield Five would be World War Two as well. It's just like it is, like yes, but like World War Two has been done to death. Um, but Dunkirk does it in a special way. Yeah, it does. We'll talk about that it, another day. We'll we'll yeah. hit Dunkirk one day. Um, I thought you yeah. were gonna say we'll talk about Call of Duty World War Two one day. No, we won't. Um, no, we won't at all. I'm not talking about more COD. Fucking hell. Interstellar gets a ten years per hour on this planet from me. It's a it's a big banger, big big banger. Um, there we go. We did it. We talked about some Nolan movies. We that did. That was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, I told you it would be a short one. Yeah, cool. Um, have you? I've uh, David. Why don't Zander. you sell me a movie or a TV show or a game or a music or a book if you're a nerd? Uh, I'm gonna recommend a game, and I don't know. I might recommend something else after. Um, okay. Are you gonna recommend anything? So I, I know am. if we've got time to think. I am, yeah. If you do one, okay. I'll do one, and then you do another, and I'll do another. Okay. So, so the game I'm gonna recommend, I barely, I've barely played really. Um, I've only played like three hours of it because I've been playing another game um, called Xenoblade Chronicles: Definitive Edition. Okay. Uh, top, really, really fun game. Really good RPG. Uh, I recommend that as well. But the one that I'm going to recommend is um, called Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen. And the reason I actually bought this on my Switch was because I saw that Netflix were doing a anime series of it. Um, and it's coming out, next, I think, next week. Um, which is really cool. I, I like the idea that Netflix are doing more game adaptations because they did fantastic with Castlevania. Apparently, The Witcher is really good. I've not finished it, but what I've seen of it, I really did enjoy, just because they've done it off the books, not the games. Um, and they are doing the Resident Evil one, which, why are they doing Wesker's Children? I don't want to see that. I want to see Leon. Please, Netflix. Um, but anyway, the reason I'm going to recommend Dragon's Dogma is because in every like open-world action RPG there are follow quests and i hate that kind of thing everybody does it's the most boring kind of thing in a game when you have to follow an npc to an objective uh the most notorious one is probably going to be like skyrim and there's no way around it you just have to wait for them to get there and you have to actually follow behind them because otherwise if you get too far they will just stop thinking that you're really far behind them right um my favorite game of all time had a really good idea to get around this which is the witch free and that was when you sprint, the NPCs sprint, so they match your speed. This game did it a bit differently. My first minute of the game, you see a 10-second cutscene, and then it gets shoves you into the to the gameplay, um, and it shows you the controls. And I see a button that just says grab. There's a person in front of me. I accidentally press it, and I just throw that person over my shoulders. Turns nice. out I had to follow that person, so I just carried them the entire way because it was quite a linear path. Amazing. So I literally just threw... You know that famous quote from uh, Matt Groening? 
um, or from the Simpsons Hit and Run developers, where they were really scared to show Matt that you could um, kick civilians. And the first thing you did was kick Marge all the way to Quickie Mart. I basically did that, <laughs> but in a dungeon. Nice. I just yeeted this guy over the entire dungeon, and it was fantastic. And I love the game for that one mechanic alone. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I've barely played it, but that gives it a 7 out of 10 immediately, at least. Mad. Mad. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, so, I'd, I'd, I'd sell it for probably about 15 quid. I paid 25 for it, sadly, but I'd say 15 quid is a good good price for it. Um, it's, it's aged a bit. I'm going to recommend... I'm, I'm going to sell you a TV show. Now, I know you're not going to watch it, because this is actually on Apple TV+. Plus. Ah, I'm not going to be able to watch it, then. And I'm super mixed on it it is okay. a tv show called ted lasso have you heard about this i have not i'm googling it now so it's a tv series based on an snl skit where jason sudeikis w- pretended to be an american man coaching an english football team and he in, in this skit he coaches arsenal and he's terrible at it and so then Apple have bought this idea and been like, hey, let's make a show out of this. And so they have. And it, so it follows Ted Lasso, played by Jason Sudeikis, who then, who, who's an American football coach who like does amazingly with his small team, then travels to England to become the, uh, the manager for this small, like this Premier League English team. And then like obviously everyone hates him and he has no idea about the game and stuff like that. And it's like revealed about, you know, what kind of, why he's decided to do this and all that. It's one thing I hate about this show. And it's one thing that really gets on my nerves about other American things is how you can tell that it's written by Americans. Yeah, especially if it's in in Britain. The whole show is set in England. And the whole thing is written by Americans. And you can tell this because the English accents aren't great. The acting isn't fantastic. And the only thing they seem to think that English people say is the word wanker. Wanker. So, half of the words out of any sort of English person's mouth is the word wanker. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, we do say it a lot. I know, but it's not the only thing we say. Come on, we say twat yeah, it's as well. Like the the only thing that Bri- that Americans know about us is posh and wanker. Posh. Wait, how that, did they? How it. did they get my search history? What? Yeah. Um. <laughs> a, po- a posh wank. A posh wank. Yes. Hi, Xander's what... mum again. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Anyway. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that's something I hate. But then every time I think I hate this show, Jason Sudeikis pulls me back in. He is so lovable and watchable in this, and like that's even a that's even a plot in the show that this reporter completely hates him and wants him like wants to write this hit piece on him. But then he spends the day with him, and he's just so endlessly optimistic and charismatic. Yeah, and like so happy about literally everything it's like you can't hate this dude you can't you can't hate him and i feel like 
the show is saying that to me. Like, you can't hate this show. Come on. So yeah. I'm like six episodes in. Because like they're releasing them weekly. So I've been watching it for the past, like, they, they release three episodes at once and then weekly. So I've been watching this show for, for a month now. Somehow. And it's like, I can't stop watching it. Because he's so watchable and the character is so lovable. And, like, obviously you can see where it's going to go because, like, the the woman, the, the owner of the club is trying to basically tank the club because it was her husband's club and then he cheated on her. And so now she owns the club. So she's trying to tank him, tank the club to get back at him. and that Which is why she's brought Ted Lasso in. Yeah. And, like, there's friction between the players and like you know some like the captain he's very much like the tough guy and like the brute and then as soon as he's on side with ted like he makes it known and it's like that's really good you know development like he doesn't even at this point know that he's like become exactly what ted wants him to be so it's like he's got a really good coaching method and you see that throughout the episodes and that's really interesting the dialogue's terrible. Like I said, some of the acting is terrible. But it just... It's so enjoyable. You know? Fair enough. So, I'm... I'm cautiously optimistic for the rest of it. For for Ted Lasso. On Apple TV+. Plus. If you've got an Apple product, you can probably weasel your way into a year's free of this. That's how I've got it. I've, I've got it free yeah. for a year. See, the only um, thing that I wanted to watch on um, Apple TV Plus was Mythic Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet. Yeah. Because it actually looks really funny. I remember seeing, I remember weirdly seeing it at E3. I um... I was like, why the hell is, you know, Apple promoting a TV show with Ubisoft, obviously, at E3? But it just looks really funny. I, I, I watched it. I watched the whole thing. Is it good? It's okay. There's one That's episode that is shame. really good, and it's got nothing to do with the main plot of the show. It's okay. like a completely standalone episode, and that is like one of the best episodes of TV I've seen all year. Wow. Yeah, it's really, really great. The rest of the show is it's entertaining, but it's nothing special. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, Ted Lasso on Apple TV Plus. I'd. Probably sell the box set for. I'd probably buy it for like fiver. That's fair. Something like that. If if it came all straight to Netflix, I'd have watched it in a day and then never never thought about it again. Yeah, that's the annoyance with um, Apple TV Plus because they're trying to do it like actual, you know, TV Weekly. channels, aren't they? Yeah. And so in that obviously sense, that's fair enough because you know they're wanting people to stay subscribed to it. Yeah. And that's why they're obviously doing um, the boys uh, like weekly for five of the episodes so they can get people to do more than the month subscription. That's why they're free. doing it with The Mandalorian as well. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I, I watched I, Ted Lasso. Enjoy yeah. it if you want. Yeah. Um, I'm... Um, I'm I'm also going to recommend the South Park movie just because I watched it today. I just ah, felt, it's movie. it's one of those movies that like I just feel you know what I also felt like watching the other day that I didn't have access to and I was considering buying it just on DVD and ordering it to my house. Team America, Tenacious Day, and the Pick of Destiny. Oh, I've got it right in front of me. Yeah, I I, I, I made really sure I brought it with me. Yeah, I'm I'm going to be ordering that this week, but um I. I just love the South Park movie, man. 
it's the least likely movie to be a musical just because you see south park you don't think musical you see like um trey parker and matt stone you don't think musical but they've made four now somehow yeah that's mad I, I don't know how, but they've made four, and they're apparently like, I've watched three of them. The only one I haven't watched is the one they made in college, which was Cannibal the Musical. Oh, the Cannibal, me and you yeah. went, me and you have both seen um, Buddy Book of Mormon twice. Yeah, we did. We did that. I, I, we went to go and see it once together. We were going to see it once together the first time, and you were on holiday, you twat. That was not my fault. That wasn't your fault. I'm not. I'm. I'm not even mad about it at all. Because I got. I got to see my mate Holly. Uh, hi, Holly. Um, that was a. That was a good night. Yeah, South South Park movie is fantastic. It's one of my favorite South comedies. Park movie. South Park movie is slowly creeping up in my top ten, at least animated now. After rewatching it, and I I might rewatch it again tonight. I only watched it today, it's and super I kind of want to watch it tonight because it's just so fun to watch. It is. Yeah. Like, there's that moment where the um, like they go into the cinema, and the song finishes, and they just go four tickets to Terrence and Philip, and it's as the fire, please. No, no. <laughs> like no matter what, that kills me every time because how enthusiastic he is about that. No. <laughs> Like, it, it's yeah. just so mad that this movie's a musical and the songs are genuinely catchy. It's really funny. Obviously, it's South Park, so it's extremely offensive. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and you know what? There was a line in that film that obviously it goes well with today's standards on TV, where it's just like you can use as much gratuitous violence as you want, but you can't say naughty words. Yeah. But that is also very, very true to YouTube nowadays. I it don't know is. if you've heard about the thing that's gone on there recently, Xander. Have you heard like what a load of YouTubers are go- like going on about now? What what is it at the moment? Uh, at the moment, it's that there's a um, channel. I think it's called Evolution or Tanution or something like that. Um, he's literally a channel that just brutalizes and kills cats. Oh wow! And they're gen like it's actually genuine, and there's been a full uproar of his followers who do the same. And they're not re-uploading his videos, they're doing videos themselves. Oh, wow. And it is horrible, and none of them have been taken down. Yet, like, people have been getting, you know, like, strikes for talking shit about other YouTubers. So, um, Leafy is here, got his channel deleted, Mm. because he did 12 videos on Pokemon. I've heard about that. And each video got a strike, and it was, like, considered, you know, abuse. Yet, something that is genuinely against their terms and conditions, actual violence on their platform that children can see, hasn't been taken down yet. And you, people have been calling for it. YouTube's for just fucked, man. YouTube, YouTube's a YouTube is... And that is why that like that exact quote from um, Kyle's mom, uh, Cheryl Brafwalski, is it? I think so. I'm going to have to quickly find out her name. Sheila. Sure Sheila. Sheila. Sheila Broflowski. Like That quote from her is just YouTube now. And that's what I hate about the platform. I love YouTube just because a lot of my favorite content creators are on there. Yeah. I, I, the, the guy that brought this to light was um, Critical slash Penguins. Uh, if you, you know, I'd say go and watch his video. He did two videos on it. Um, one of them was like... 
I'll, I'll quickly find it. It's, it's like they're two very, very recent ones, luckily. But he, he does a lot of really funny content as well, but he does a lot of stuff like this. Um, um, so one of them how... was I'm Mad, and then the next one was We Won a Battle. And it was basically the battle against YouTube of how horrible it is to like because he one of his videos got copyright striked and just taken down and he got a strike warning and it was just that fake video that's been going around of um you know the mascots beating up that dude in a car oh yeah yeah that he him reacting to that got taken down as offensive and brutal amazing yeah, that that's the state of YouTube now. So yeah, it's um. So yeah, how, like, how, like, how back to the South Park movie? How much are we selling the South Park movie for? Uh, I'm I'm saying Blu-ray for fifteen quid at least. I I'd, I'd buy a special edition for thirty. I I would I I kind of want to. I remember seeing um they had the South Park, like sound the South Park movie soundtrack on a vinyl. Oh wow. And I was tempted to get it. <laughs> would it's would you hundred and sixty quid? Would you buy this for premium access on Disney Plus for thirty for thirty dollars? Yeah, easily, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, because you know my... what, this is one of the only films that I have ever heard somehow James Hetfield sing "Little Boy, You're Going to Hell." Yeah. It's beautiful. I love it. So my final sell me your movie is going to be a movie. I went to see it this week <gasps> at the cinema. Um, I went to watch The New Mutants. Oh God, why are you recommending this? Uh, I, I'm selling it to you, David. It's a, it's a sell me your movie. Because I need to yeah, talk about you it. You can't sell this. Because I spent £5 at the cinema this week and I need to talk about <laughs> it. Um, yeah, I went I bank spent ho- money. I went bank holiday Monday. Um, there were the screening was basically empty. There were maybe four people in it. And yeah, this movie, these movies had a long history of like being delayed, being pushed back, massive reshoots being ordered and then none of them happening. So then like people were thinking, is this movie ever going to come out? And then it was going to, we got a trailer in January. So then it finally was going to come out and then COVID happened, so then it didn't come out, and then they just said, have it, take it away from us. We can't be dealing with this shit anymore. Yeah. So now we've got it. And it we, we finally got it. So the new mutants is basically it's an X-Men movie, but it's um it's a it it's uh it's a horror movie of these new mutants, of the of these young mutants trying to understand what their powers can do and are, and they're in this facility are being like tested on. Yeah. And it's boring. It's real fucking boring. Is that it? Um, of the five characters, of the five main mutants, one of them is interesting. And it's Anya Taylor-Joy. And her character is so cool because she, like, she has this... She, like, grows a metal arm. Her power is that she grows a metal arm with a katana and then when it's fully grown the katana sets on blue fire nice and then she can also teleport 
in and out of this limbo world that she created as a child because she had such bad trauma from something that's talked about in the movie. And so she can hop about the place. She is the dopest character I've ever seen in an X-Men movie. Like, straight up, why the hell is this movie not about her and her awesomeness? Because her backstory is really interesting as well. It's the most in-depth. It's the most, like, heartfelt. And it's the most, like, real and actual, actually scary. The, the nightmare that she has is the scariest. Whereas the others are, like, boring and not scary at all. And it's super obvious. Like, you don't know what the main girl's power is that's the whole idea the whole idea is all the way through they're trying to figure out what her power is and then in the first 10 minutes you know what her power is because they make it so blindingly obvious through the editing so that winds me up um yeah it's really boring i did i told i told you that this though i really appreciated that they had a same-sex relationship in this like a budding same-sex relationship between two of the main characters and didn't make a big thing that they were they were both girls i i you know what more representation like that please please god please i I said this about my in my review for last was part two like the representation is so good because it's just natural it's it's not forced it's there like ellie was you know lesbian in the first game and she's lesbian in this one it doesn't matter it's yeah. literally just that's a a trait of her character is character exactly. development because you know what why not there has to be a bit more you know diversity so why not make the most badass character in this entire series just lesbian because it it makes sense for her anyway the yeah. way that she acts the way that she talks with other people like the way she talks with guys and the way she acts is more like you know like like that it's 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 weird to explain but please 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 more representation like that it's so good yeah they did trans representation really really well into the last of us parts of as well because they didn't force it they literally just said oh yeah this this character's trans do we want to talk about it not really okay because that's how it is like people don't want to talk about that all the time no, they don't. They don't want to shove it down your... Like, they don't want to talk about it and shove it down your throat because that's not what real life's about. People have their own, you know, lives going on. They it's don't not, have to It's not a personality trait. Yeah, it's literally just their... Per- they are a person. They are a character. Yeah. It doesn't um, matter. So, yeah, I really appreciated that. But that's about all the movie does well. One cool character and a same-sex relationship that isn't forced. That's it. The rest of it's really boring. I said to you like the they've clearly had a long time to work on the CGI because the CGI looks crisp. There's not like yeah. a bad. There's not a moment in this that I was like, man, the CGI is hilariously bad. Yeah, it's no, not, they've they've it, been working on that the entire time for yeah, COVID. I reckon. Yeah, they have. It's they've just been like, you know what, screw it. We're just going to tweak this for a bit. It's as short as possible. I think it's Fair just. Enough. I think it is like ninety four minutes or something. Yeah, it's bare bones then. Yeah, it's it's not scary. It's it's boring. It's not like the only entertaining bits are with Annie Taylor Joy and her character. I would marry her. Yeah, it, it feels like a very. It feels like the perfect send off for you know these movies though, like for the X franchise. <laughs> yeah, because it's been a like battle of mediocre and fantastic movies, and then pieces of 
utter shit. Yeah, just be just be glad that this wasn't part of our Fox Marvel tournament. Oh, thank God. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I would I would sell this movie for like this will be at the bottom of the list on Disney Plus. This will be at like the bottom of the recommend page. They will hide. They will bury this movie on Disney Plus. <laughs> they- they probably won't even release on Disney Plus. No, it'd be like who actually no. It? They've they've actually released Dark Phoenix on Disney Plus. Oh, have they? Mad. Yeah, and I, I bought that. that fucking movie. Yeah, I knew that'd happen. I knew that'd happen. Um, I, I now own that movie. How do you feel? Horrible. Lol. <laughs> hey. Um. Right, that's gonna do it. It's midnight. I want to go to bed. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Um, thank you to David, as always, for, for joining me. You don't have to thank me. I'm the co-host. Yeah, but I, I will. Um, make sure you are following <laughs> us on the Facebook page, the Twitter page, the Instagram page for updates. Because um, Follow, subscribe, rate, yada, yada. Exactly, yes. And Influencers. Then, and then, yeah, and then like rate us on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, subscribe on YouTube. Comment what, you know, if, if you like us. It, it means a lot. And next week is a really exciting week. We should be having a very, very, very special guest coming, uh, which I, I need to finalise the details this week. But I will make a uh, an official announcement on the, uh, on the social medias this week to let you guys know, to hype it up. Yeah. Because... You tease us. Because it's going to be a good one next week, isn't it, David? You know what you should do? You should what? like get the um, the poster for the movie we're going to talk about, and really blur it, and then unblur it like every now and then until the day the podcast comes out. Sounds like a lot of effort. It does. It's not at all, man. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> then, then you fucking do it. <laughs> I don't have access. I'll give you access. You can't make me admit. By the way, quickly, did I ever tell you that I'm still an admin on that band's page that I did that music video for? Oh, shit. I'm still an admin on it. Mad. You, you, right, you, on a note, you need to show me how to do that because, yeah, you, you can be an admin on it. Fuck it. Yeah, exactly, because that way I can, like, do our own teasers as well. Like, I can help, you know, yes. do this, that, and the other with it. That would be fantastic. Right. So thank you so much to everyone who's been listening all week. Uh, we've been getting more and more listeners in. Uh, we're nearly at 50 listeners on Spotify now, which is amazing. So uh, yeah. yeah, thank, thank you. you. Just keep telling your friends about us. We, you know, we have fun here. We have fun. Yeah. And uh, we hope that you guys do too. So you stay safe. Like us. Sorry? You lot seem to like us. So you know what? Maybe your friends will too. Exactly. Exactly. Stay also, safe, once everyone. Again, shout and... out to that um, that Australian guy. Yeah, shout out to the Australian guy. He's making, he's working his way through. As soon as he gets to like episode thirty, he'll be like, "Holy shit, these guys know who I am." Yeah, <laughs> I've been noticed I've been by noticed. two random British twats. <laughs> hey, one random British twat, and David. Well, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not random in Australia. I'm very famous. You're very famous. They all I'm very famous in Australia. <laughs> There's a David on every corner. In, yeah. in Australia. Right. Yeah. I'm going to bed. Sleep well, yeah. guys. And we will uh, sleep well. Jesus fuck. Bye. Bye.